Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 20. My name is Mark Champlin and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. Good morning, girls and gays. I am saying good morning because we are recording the podcast in the morning for the first time ever. Recording the podcast before 10 a.m., which is really weird. There's light coming in through my window. Usually by the time we record the podcast, it's like the end of the day. I'm exhausted. I've been I've been spent the day getting beaten down by by capitalism and by the by just the general uh general depressing aura of the world around us but you know today we're we're bright and early uh we're wide awake and we're ready to talk about a really fucked up movie yeah it's kind of unprecedented to be up this early talking about this type of shit (laughs) (laughs) for 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 both of us i think yeah Um, (laughs) Yeah, we um we were really we were really in the shits today. We watched uh, Silent Hill, uh, a 2006 uh, horror movie based on the famous survival horror series from Konami. Uh, it's directed by Christopher Gans, who um, he appealed to Konami is what I read um, with uh, how much the series meant to him, and apparently uh, they just they totally ate that shit up and they were like okay you can you have the rights of this movie yeah and um he was apparently def- trying to get the the movie rights for like like five or six years before they finally yeah. let him mm-hmm. yeah it started like in 2000 i believe and the movie came out in 06 so it was clearly a passion project uh, we'll, we'll get into it but it definitely shows yeah um i think um, yeah. Yeah. So b- before we start kind of getting into uh, the movie itself, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna drop a, a content warning on this episode. You know, it's been a while since we've had a really rough one. Uh, you know, like we we had like Donkey Kong, which was like weird and horny, but um, you know, it's been a long time since we've had an episode where uh, we're we're just gonna be uh, openly talking about uh, sexual assault and rape a lot in this episode because. Silent Hill, uh, as a franchise in general, is sort of, uh, you know, it's a psychological horror type thing, and they're sort of in for the horror, the sort of theming of the horror is all around violent sexual acts you know it it is the Mm -hmm. the, you know silent hill makes you uncomfortable by displaying grotesque and violent sexuality um and i think that this is a good movie um generally uh i like in terms of of being a horror film i think that we should be judging this movie as a legitimate horror film because i think it is a legitimate horror film um but i don't think that they land the they don't stick the landing on the sexual assault stuff and i think it's a problem um and so we're gonna be getting into that and and so i wanted to be very clear up front uh that that is uh what we're going to be largely talking about for for large parts of this episode um so so beyond that uh what were your kind of what was your general feeling on this thing how did you walk away from it well um when you said uh that we should be judging this on its merit as a legitimate horror movie. My first thought was like, yeah, as opposed to Resident Evil, <laughs> yeah, which exactly. I think <laughs> was was going for that, but <clears throat> but just doesn't doesn't do enough uh, to you know qualify itself to be judged in such a way. But this movie definitely does. Um, the the build up in this movie is just fantastic from the very beginning from the intro the intro is such a good uh, horror movie intro it's short and sweet it's like 5 minutes 
you're you're in you're in the woods out behind the family home and the mother and the father are desperately searching for their child who is clearly sleepwalking and the child is screaming that she needs to go home she needs to go to silent hill and immediately you're like oh fuck where's silent hill yeah why what is she doing and she like almost falls off a cliff but she's saved at the at the right moment and she's just screaming silent hill silent hill and then the parents look at each other they're like she said it again I know. Yeah. And then boom, boom. Silent title Hill. card. Yeah, it's 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 quite good. Um I was I, impressed immediately. I do that. think that the high points in this movie are are really high. And like, you know, we the reason that we're a we're going to be able to, you know, again, like tackle it as a legitimate horror film and uh analyze the ways in which it uses the themes of sexual assault is because that this movie wants to be taken seriously. It takes itself mm-hmm. seriously. Um, I think it takes its themes seriously, as opposed to something like Blood Rain, which, uh, you know, uses sexual assault as a theme, but doesn't have anything to say about it. Um, I think this movie is trying to say something about uh, sexual violence. I don't think that it does that successfully i don't think yeah that, wh- wh- whether or not it works it has earned the right to be discussed it's, it's it's earned the right to at least be able to be like hey we can deal with these themes and and try to uh you know do something with them try to uh you know say something try to do something thematic uh mm-hmm. and you know it it the movie by virtue of just being a quality enough film compared to blood rain earns the right to be sitting at the table um, but it's still going to get kicked out at the end of the night. Uh, but we'll, we'll get Absolutely. to that. Um, after yeah, saying you, something you're, fucked you're, up. <laughs> yeah. Um, your, your general thoughts um, seem to be, yeah, that it, you know, doesn't stick the landing on the sex stuff. But um, I think I agree mostly with you that uh, the high points are very high in this movie. And I think the, the biggest thing that this movie does right is uh, its visuals and the way that the visuals illustrate the tone. Um, why don't you... Uh, kind of talk about the visuals for a little bit. Yeah, so they really did an incredible job uh, capturing the look of Silent Hill in this movie, um, specifically with the set designs. Um, there, you know, Silent Hill was originally uh, started on the PlayStation One, uh, where you couldn't uh, you couldn't make games in three D where you can see more than 20 feet in front of you or the PS1 would catch fire. Um, and so one of the yeah, ways... Yeah, there, there was fog, but it wasn't atmospheric fog. Yeah, so so one of the <laughs> ways that they, they worked around that in Silent Hill and like in, in a lot of old games uh, was that in Silent Hill, there is just tons and tons of fog. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's a concession that they made for a technical limitation that they used as, uh, you know, a way to benefit the atmosphere of the of the game and holy shit dude the the scenes on the streets of silent hill where it's foggy and there's this you know old dilapidated architecture uh and all of the geometry is really angular Mm -hmm. and they they you know there's ash falling from the sky they uh, they show the characters uh, often running through the streets from sort of like a bird's eye view, so that they you know they look like rats in a maze running around. Like the the atmosphere uh, is really fantastic. The sets um, are so you know they're 
they're unrealistic in how dilapidated and creepy they are and how perfectly fucked up they are. Like, you know, it's like, oh man, like we're gonna we're gonna see this fucked up empty classroom and it's going to be disheveled and in exactly the right way to frame this shot in a really, you know, striking way. And so, you know, it, it's a very constructed horror. It it feels very uh deliberate, it feels very handcrafted. Um but I do think that uh the CGI kind of ruins it in a lot of ways it it really it really takes you out of the experience like if this movie had been made in 1978 instead of 2006 and all of the creepy uh deformed like stumbling monsters of uh silent hill fame had to be uh had to have been made with fucking muppets Mm-hmm. This movie would be so much more creepy, and it would. I, I found myself, I found myself thinking the same thing. In that, I feel like a little bit it was going for um, kind of a, a Kubrick, a Kubrickian uh, vibe with like um, the way that it's shot and the way that you're intro to the um, to the city. And I, I think, yeah, like it, like if Kubrick, it, and Kubrick, whatever, if if he had made that movie in the seventies, uh, it's like what you're saying. It would have all been practical effects, and it would have, it would have treated the movie better. Yeah, like there's there's a scene really early on. I really do think that they, as much as the uh, as the tension in this movie is effective in that the sort of slow paced atmospheric sequences where they're just walking through the abandoned town are are really effective. Um, they blow their load so fucking early because mm-hmm. there's a scene where she like ends up, you know, in a creepy basement or something. It, it doesn't matter. And then there's all these, like, there's like a pack of like CGI zombie kids that scream and writhe around and chase her and like, you know, like swarm on top of her. Um, and at that point, like you're kind of removed from the atmosphere at that point. And like, there's a lot of scenes where like, uh, you know, they have these severely creepy sets and then, you know, like they start getting, uh, taken over by, you know, the CG curse and like, you know, the walls start <laughs> look like they're made of blood and intestines and shit. Um, and it just so takes you out of it. It, it really kind of, uh, ruined, I wouldn't say it ruined the experience, but like the two strongest scenes in this movie are, and like the two scariest sequences are the two where they don't use any cg at all there's there's a sequence Mm -hmm. where she like goes into a bathroom and she's looking for you know her daughter and she like opens up this bathroom stall and it's like there's a corpse in there covered in barbed wire and like spread out all over this toilet and she has to like reach into his mouth to get the clue to the next puzzle because this thing is basically a video game you know they re- she really it really is just like a haunted house for most of the movie you just run around she finds a clue of where the next place she's supposed to go to find her <laughs> daughter is and then she goes to the next spot but god the scene with the barbed wire corpse and she has to like slowly mm-hmm. reach into this thing's mouth to get the whatever the fuck it is that she's getting um and it's super tight shots it's super claustrophobic um there's no CG. It's all just props, and it's fantastic. There's another scene where um, the 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 famous uh, undead sexy nurses from Silent Hill, which we'll get into, um, you know, they're all blocking this hallway, 
and they're gyrating around and moving towards her, and they all, they've all got knives. And she realizes that if she turns the flashlight off, they stop moving. And she has to walk through this hallway where the, you know, these nurses are holding their knives out and like occasionally twitching around and moving. And it, they're, it's just actors in, uh, you know, in costumes and makeup and like maybe very minimal CG on the face. And that stuff is all really effective. When it's, when it's big, sticky CG monsters or like they, you know, make the floor turn into a portal from hell. Um, it just looks fake, you know, it just, you know, the, the practical sets feel so real, feel so grimy and sticky and gross and up close and uncomfortable. Um, and when the CG comes in, it's like, oh yeah, they made, they made those bugs with the computer. I can tell because they look like they were made with the computer and it, it really does take you out of it. Yeah. It's, it's funny the difference between the scenes that you can tell they wanted to like scare you and the scenes which uh, were just scary without like without a whole lot of CG effort being put into them being scary. Like the big scary uh, pyramid head uh, scenes where they're in the alternate dimension and he's, you know, slashing through a door with the giant sword. Um, it's like it's scary. And yeah, that's a yes. The slashing the giant sword through the penetrating the door is a metaphor oh yes, we'll, we'll get, get to, to it because it's <laughs> but, bad <clears throat> but yeah the 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 scary bug monsters are are not uh, as effective the 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 on fire horde of babies chasing her like you said is just um it just didn't do anything for me i uh, to the listener uh, who didn't watch this movie which probably most of you <laughs> picture like um picture like a stranger things upside down dimension but like shitty, and <laughs> yeah, that's but made in two thousand six. That's know? essentially what um, this this alternate dimension. Because um, I guess we're kind of dealing with three dimensions. We'll we'll kind of get to the plot, but um, yeah, you've got the real world. You have the Silent Hill dimension, which is cut off and it's foggy, and then there's the darkness, which consumes the Silent Hill dimension and makes all the scary things uh, come out every once in a while. But anytime the darkness happens, that's when you know you're switching from foggy surrealist um uh creepiness and you're gonna get uh grim dark uh everything's on fire and covered in uh spikes yeah (laughs) um yeah so we can kind of run through the plot real quick because i i I think you do need to understand at least the broad strokes of the plot in order for me to really properly explain why i think the sexual assault metaphors in this don't land um so like i said like most of it is just basically like a haunted house movie like Mm -hmm. If it weren't for the fact that I think this movie, uh, you know, is really trying to go for it on the sexual assault stuff, I would say this is a really good, fun horror movie. You know, it's it's basically just like a tour around a bunch of buildings where you look at the fucked up thing. You know, (laughs) they they go into another hallway and there's a fucked up thing there and you look at it and you're like, damn, that thing's pretty fucked up. Uh, And they're good fucked up things. And that makes it a good haunted house movie. You know, like most of it, you know, I was watching this with with two of my friends and we spent most of the time just being like, damn, that's pretty fucked up. That's sick. You know, and I like movies like that. They're high quality spooks. Yeah, they're they're good spooks. Um, And, you know, like I said, most of it is just uh, the the mother of the lost child running around this uh, spooky town and running into spooky things. Um, And then at some point, it becomes a movie about how sex is scary. Um, you know, there's like an evil cult, basically. Uh, it's it's a church. Um, 
and the the church basically represents uh you know purity and prudishness and abstinence in this movie right uh pyramid head mm -hmm. if you don't know who pyramid head is if you're not familiar with silent hill pyramid head is sort of like the is silent hills representation of uh rape um you know he's a he's a big dude with a big stupid triangle for a head and he's got a big old sword and surprise the sword is a penis uh you know there's there's a scene in this movie where he is like thrusting the sword through a door uh at two terrified women in a very uh suggestive way um and and so you know like every once in a while this siren goes off in the town and all of the people who are in the church cult uh you know go hide in the church and 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 try to get away from pyramid head um and if you're still out there pyramid head is 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 going to rape and kill you um and there's a particular scene where uh where we see this happen where like you know all of the people who are in the in the church cult are running into the into the church for safety as the siren goes off and there's like this one woman who's like being defiant about it and then pyramid head shows up uh and grabs her tears all of her clothes off with like one hand and then like violently grabs her chest and like pulls her skin off uh and all of this happens in like 10 seconds um yeah you don't even have time to react to it no like, you have to like you have to think about it like for the next like five minutes while you're processing it and, and it's kind of it's horrible um yeah it's really really awful and um and when this happened i kind of sat up and i was like okay they're gonna do it because you know this is what i wasn't sure if they were really going to go for it in terms of this being a pardon the phrase main thematic thrust of the film um i had no idea that this that that was a thing in silent hill yeah. i'm so unfamiliar with silent hill that i didn't know that rape and uh, sexual assault and just the 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 loss of innocence was like the thing yeah it's like it's movie. like alien right the monster is is violent sex the monster is a big scary dick that comes and kills you with it's dick oh, so, so another horror movie where the protagonist is female okay got it <laughs> yeah seriously um <laughs> and the whole crux of the plot there's a sequence that this movie does the horror movie thing where within the last like 20 minutes there's just like a four minute long sequence where one of the characters just explains all of the lore to the, to the protagonist. So, so it's a video game, is yeah, what you're saying. It's yeah. a video game. There, you know, there's like some grainy old footage, uh, you know, explaining what happened and why Silent Hill is so fucked up. You know, the town just keeps burning down over and over again and people keep dying and it's haunted and shit. Um, and the implication in this is that there is a young girl, like an eight or nine-year-old girl, who is raped by the janitor at the school. Um, and then the church and the, sort of the community at large now sees her as filthy and as, you know, uh, you know she's, she needs to be purified and they burn her. Uh, yeah, now, now, don't um, I, I want to add in the very beginning, even before she was raped, she was already being shunned because she was a bastard child. She yeah. was born out of wedlock. So the kids bully her and isolate her, which puts her in a vulnerable position uh, to be raped. Yeah. And so 
the setup, or rather the explanation for the horror of Silent Hill is, is that a sexual assault victim wants revenge for what was done to them. Um, because mm-hmm. it's basically like a demon or whatever appears before this girl who was burned to death and she's like in a hospital bed and her skin is charred and it's creepy but and you know gives her this unlimited power to fuck over everybody that did this to her um and then you know the end of you know the climax of the film has you know this demon appearing and like there's fucking all this barbed wire coming off of her and she's like floating in a hospital bed and she's like a burned corpse um, and the anta- like the main human antagonist who is like this you know extremely prudish and and uh, violent church lady who you know wants to burn all of the witches and says burn the witch a lot um, you know gets lifted into the air and has barbed wire shoved up her vagina uh, and that's how the villain is disposed of um, and so there's a lot going on here. And 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 the, the reason that I don't think any of this works is because there's there's only violent sex in Silent Hill. There's you either go with the church and you abstain and you hide in the church, or you go outside and you get raped by Pyramid Head. Um and if you are part of the church and you're this lady who is, you know, preaching abstinence, the only way that you can be punished for what you're doing to people is through sexual violence, is through getting raped with barbed wire. Um, yeah, and... Um, there's no alternative th- presented, you know? No, and I think what, I think what they're doing with that is, like, the, the problem is it makes sense in world that there would only be violent sex in this dimension that was, you know, haunted by the spirit of a nine-year-old who was raped and then burned and left in a hospital bed after that. Uh, Because that's the only version of sex that she has ever known. But the problem with that is that this movie doesn't, you know, exist in a vacuum. Yeah. And we we can't just accept that as like, oh, well, it's okay because it makes sense in the movie. Like... Yeah. You could see this as as also, you know, the entire plot is essentially an elaborate form of victim blaming. Uh, yes, um, a little know, bit. Where where, you know, the whole reason that uh all of the characters are suffering so much in this movie is because a victim of a child victim of sexual assault wants to be accounted for and the way that that is handled is by her then going and creating the situation where more sexual violence is committed against more women. And I just don't, I just don't think that they, I just don't think they drew the fucking lines. You know, I, I don't, and this is the problem, right? Is that I just don't trust male directors to handle these themes because I just don't think that they know what they're talking about. And I don't think that they understand the weight of the imagery that they're dealing with. Like, imagine if we lived in a world where a film like this could have been directed by a woman. And A, how much more effective the scenes where they are, uh, you know, gesturing towards sexual violence uh, in order to create horror, how much more scary those scenes would be if directed by someone who 
has more firsthand experience with what that's like and what that does to people. And also just like, it, it, it doesn't feel as though this movie has as much to say as it thinks that it does. I feel like this movie thinks that by putting, you know, sexual assault as horror, by using rape as something, you know, that is to be feared, and by using it to, you know, portray trauma, I think this movie thinks that it's saying a lot with that. Um, but I don't think it really actually has anything to say. Um, and, and like, the plot, you know, once once you get to the point where the lore is summed up for you in four minutes, um, and then, like, the protagonist lady is, like, talking to the demon child in a hospital bed or whatever, and she's saying all this shit where she's like, I'm the, I, I'm the evil part of the darkness inside of her, and your child is the good part of her and that and it's just all such fucking bullshit um it's the whole it is it, it's so goddamn stupid um i i enjoyed it because that's the type of person that i am i like hearing the ooh, and it's a it's a demon that was created from this this moment and that's when the, the two universes split and i'm always going to be that fucking asshole who thinks that that's an interesting thing knows objectively that it's bullshit <laughs> yeah. but just that's the movie watcher that i am yeah yeah yeah, um, so yeah, I just don't, I, I just don't think that, th- th- I don't really think that they earn what they do here. I don't really think that they actually have anything to say. No, and um, not only do they, they totally bungle the, the whole, you know, uh, revenge rape thing, which is very unfortunately handled they they also like don't they they don't draw the line in the sand uh absolving the mother of all not not the main character rose mother the mother of the child who was raped in the 70s they don't absolve her of like all of the guilt that she clearly feels for having a bastard child like that's kind of the whole like like the church essentially blames her for the cause of all this because if she hadn't had a bastard child who was then raped who we then had to burn like none of this would have happened and um i feel like the i feel like that character the mother should have had should have gotten to have like a better ending yeah and gotten to be told like like it's okay that this happened you are you are blameless but uh but what we do see is the the girl who was who was had her skin torn off by pyramid head at one point says to this mother um uh, uh, what was it? mothers who mothers who sin deserve to have their children taken away or s- something along those lines. So, but in the, in a more Bible tone, yeah. she says this and that's just like, that goes like unchallenged. And, yeah. um, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like that would have been handled better again, if it was, you know, directed and written by maybe a woman who, you know, maybe has gone through something like this, maybe has, maybe her mother went through something like this. Yeah. Um, I just, I just feel like the perspective was not there. It, the uh, sexual it assault. desperately needed. The sexual assault is shock value, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, you know, this movie really wants you to think that it has something profound to say about sexual violence. Um, 
You know, it's interesting. I watched this with with uh, with some with with some male roommates. Um, with the boys. With the boys. Um, and after it finished, we were kind of talking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, mostly I think it's it's a solid film. It's a it's a good horror movie, but I think they really dropped the ball on the sexual assault stuff." And my roommate turns to me and he was like, "Oh, is that what it was about?" <laughs> and and like to me, sitting there watching this movie where Pyramid Head has a giant dick sword that he is violently thrusting through a hole um the i i was sitting there like wow this is not subtle at all and you know to someone like my roommate who maybe doesn't have to think about sexual harassment every day of his life um it didn't even register you know Mm -hmm. um and you know when the sexual assault stuff started coming in you know i was like okay, you know, this movie has been well-made enough and well-written enough up to this point that I'm willing to see where they're going to take this. Um, and I just I just don't think that they... I just don't think they pull it off because I just don't think that there is enough of a perspective on this kind of violence to actually... Uh, walk away with anything meaningful from this other than sex is violent and scary. Uh, so, but also so is the church. Uh, so is abstinence. So is, uh, you know, uh, prudishness for the sake of remaining pure. That's bad too. Um, and if you do it, you're going to get raped for it as well. Yeah. And, and also like if, 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 if you rape someone, like you shouldn't do that. Because you should be afraid of them violently enacting that same thing to you, like violently enacting not, supernatural revenge upon you for this it. Is, the, rape is not a case of like you shouldn't do this because you wouldn't want this to happen to you. Like, like you just shouldn't fucking rape people. Yeah, you know. And and this movie, like, it it, it it's not here for that. It's here for uh, here's here's the you you'll you'll be made to feel like what what she felt like yeah and you wouldn't want that you wouldn't want this to happen to your daughter or to your mother so but when in reality it's like you know women should be treated like like human beings with feelings yeah and <laughs> it's, the, it's the same thing i kind of said about blood blood rain like i do think this is a better movie than blood rain and it you know handles its themes with a little bit more uh tact and professionalism uh, right. and, uh, but right. even then it's just like, if you are going to show me a woman getting her clothes violently ripped off and then having, you know, her chest grabbed, uh, and torn apart, uh, you better have something to fucking say about it. And I just don't think they do. Um, so, so real quick before we wrap this up, I want to talk about the credits. <laughs> and, and the, the very 2006 credits what song. The fuck? <laughs> okay. Pause this podcast. <laughs> Go find the credits for Silent Hill because, like, this movie is so dark and so, uh, you know, it, it is such a downer film. There are very few mm-hmm. moments of levity in it, and, and it then, ends like, on a, it ends on a bad note. It de- like, yeah, it ends. It ends where you find out that uh, surprise, she was dead the whole time. Uh, you know, her husband is. She goes back to her home with her daughter, and they get there, and she realizes that she's still in, in the dark world because she's been dead all along. So nothing that happened in the movie mattered at all. Uh, and yeah, then <laughs> there, there was there was never going to be any escape for these people. No, uh, yeah. and then the credits start. <laughs> And how how would you even describe the music that plays? It's great because like 
it is like a horror movie style credit sequence where everything is all grainy and the camera's whipping around and there's some darkness and then a spider runs by or some shit. But there's like a there's there's like a fun upbeat kind of girl rock song playing behind it. It's you know it it was a different time. It's it's a very 2006 credit sequence, um, and it's just and it's funny because um, I didn't write this on the notes, but I do think that um, the uh, the music was uh, played a really good role in this movie, and the sound design was really important. Yeah. Like you, like the the siren that alerted the them that the darkness was coming, and there's this one piano motif that plays throughout the movie and kind of like uh, bookends the the beginning and end of the movie. And it reminded me of the the similar thing that happens in the shining. Yeah. Um, they, they do but... a good job of capturing the, the, the uh, like the industrial noise aspect that of too, the silent exactly. soundtrack. Um, but man, that credit they sequence. Don't... Oh, and they don't go in either of those directions. They don't go somber piano. Let's reflect on, on death and, and, and sex and sadness. Yeah. And they also don't go in the, let's fucking rip it up. Yeah, uh, the, the industrial. They, they don't play like a fucking Ramstein no. song at the end of this. No, no. they, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's like pop rock. <laughs> yeah, it is a pop rock. Um, okay. Actually one, one more thing that I do want to kind of touch on is just like, so, Almost every single character in this movie is female, um, and apparently, I was, I was reading about this before we started recording, uh, apparently originally, uh, Sean Bean, who we have not mentioned at all because he's completely irrelevant to the plot, uh, he plays <laughs> he plays the protagonist's husband, um, and he's, like, looking for his wife the whole movie or whatever, um, and apparently he was, like, all of the subplot with him, like, and this county sheriff going and looking for the wife was not present uh, originally in the movie, and the studio told the director, there's not enough of a male presence in this movie. Uh, you need to add Sean Bean, who doesn't die for once, which is surprising. And personally, I thought that Pyramid Head being a giant, terrifying monster that sexually assaults people was a perfectly fine male presence for the movie, <laughs> but I guess not. Um, the studio and, didn't see it that way, of course. Yeah, and, uh, and, 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 and that addition of Sean Bean uh, makes this movie two hours long, which is too fucking yep. long. <laughs> um, it, it it adds nothing of substance to the movie. Oh, it's it's like they, it's like the the studio was like, well, you know, any movie that includes you know a Scottish man saying my wife angrily a bunch like that's that's a home run. You yeah, and it, it is. It's very uh, it's very disappointing that this is basically the first movie that we've watched for the podcast and the few movies you'll see in general where the the main it, it, there's a lot of characters and almost all of them are women um mm -hmm. but the women only exist to be exploited uh and attacked and you know they none of them are empowered none of them are uh good they're all just you know viciously savaged by the film over and over again um so <laughs> yeah, it's this is it's, this is the movie that shows that passing the Bechdel test with flying colors does not make your movie good. Does it make your movie woke? <laughs> what are we watching it's, next week, Mark? Uh, we're going to have a much needed reprieve and watch um, my, my what might be my personal favorite uh, video game adaptation that I have ever personally already seen. Uh, Dobutsu no Mori. Uh, it is, that's the Japanese name for Animal Crossing or Animal Forest. Uh, it is the 2006 uh, animated Animal Crossing movie 
Uh, it's really, really cute and really sweet, and I teared up uh, the first time I watched it. And we need it right now, <laughs> really badly, because this was, this was a rough one. Yeah, what you know, watch watch Silent Hill, but be prepared for it. They don't, they don't nail it. Yeah, honestly, it's one of the few that I can like say it, it's it might be worth a watch as yeah. long as you go into it not expecting too much and also expecting to be you know uh disappointed with the grotesque way that it handles its themes yeah anywho where can people find uh, the podcast on the internet mark uh you can find us at cartridge cinema on twitter twitter is popping lately thanks for all the new uh follows thank you for um uh who recommended this it was uh long island joe <laughs> yeah. uh, shout outs Shout outs to Li Joe. He um, was right. This is US. one of the best video game movies. He he was he was absolutely correct. Um, so props to that. Um, follow Alex at Party Time Shuffle. Shuffle spelled S H F F L. Follow me, Mark at Mark Drizzle. Uh, you can find the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, the OGs, you know where you're at. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud every week. Uh, the music is by DJ Tinman. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. And uh, for me, it was Tuesday. Thank you.